Hi, love. This is Dawn, and you're listening to Dear Divorce Diary with my coach, Dawn, where we explore the post-divorce life and you, the woman who lives it. We cover everything from trauma during and after divorce to feeling like a stranger in your own life and the new frontier of life as a single woman. Cozy in for the conversations you've been longing to have about this new life. Hi, love. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about all things motivation. And in a post-divorce life, when everything is chaos and you have a lot of great ideas, but not a lot of energy, (laughs) motivation can be kind of elusive, right? But I know that you're often very inspired. Like, I know you have a lot of great ideas. I know that because you're here with me right now. (laughs) So something said to you, you know, ooh, let's check out this podcast. And that little voice that you get, that little thought that says, ooh, I should call the therapist. I should wash the dishes. I should check out this podcast. That voice is so wise, (laughs) except when it says, I should scroll and eat the Cheetos, right? It's less wise then. <laughs> but but you have a lot of great ideas, but not necessarily a lot of great motivation. So we're going to talk today about how to get from point A to point B on the path of least resistance, because I don't want you to struggle from point A to point B. I want you to be efficient and effective because let's be honest, you are spinning a lot of plates right now. So we don't have time for, we need the Cliff's Notes, right? The Cliff's Notes of how to access motivation in your life. And I get that. So I asked this question today, if I handed you a book with the answers, like the answers to life's problems, but it was really big. And you were like, Dawn, this book is too long. I thought to myself, wouldn't that be a very interesting phenomenon, right? If you're on the struggle bus and someone said, here is all the answers, but you resisted. And and I asked the question because I think it happens all the time, right? Where we get overwhelmed by the size of a task and then we turn away from it, you know? And, and so I was like, but why do we do that? How can we get around it, you know? Um, and, and that is about a couple of things. Number one, if I handed you a book that had all of life's answers in it, would you believe me? Like, would you believe that I was actually giving you the truth and that the answers could actually work for you? And that was kind of the first thought I had about it because I think that in a post-divorce world, we've talked about this, trust is an issue, right? So if you're getting divorced, that already cues to me that you probably have some underlying childhood stuff and then add divorce on top of it. We know that that tends to mean that there's been some separation from your true self, your you know, you've gotten a little lost along the way, right? So there's some issues around trust. So, and there's a lot of noise out there, right? There are a lot of people throughout your life that have made you a lot of promises and have not followed through. 
So the first thing that is interesting to me is, is can we ask ourselves, how do we know that when we get an idea or when we are offered some wisdom, how do we know if it's really going to make a difference or if it's noise? And I, I would love for you to sit with that, right? What a great guided journaling prompt. I was presented with fill in the blank. Is this noise or is it truth? Because this is part of how we A, reduce the confusion and the noise and B, bridge over from an idea to action, aka motivation, right? So in that discernment period, be careful not to turn away from a really great solution because you've lost hope, you've lost faith, or because you're overwhelmed. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I have turned away from suggestions and feedback because of some combination of those three things. So this is your sign. When somebody offers you a suggestion, don't, don't react based on that automatic internal reaction. Slow down enough to discern, is this something that I should at least check into? Do I trust the source? Do I feel overwhelmed? Or can I maybe chunk this down? So it was interesting after I put this question out there like, if you handed me a book, but it was really thick, but it had all the answers, right? So then I get to the, to the gym and Colleen has me lift this amount of weight that it was like, uh, too much. And so I was able to do a couple reps, but then we agreed to back off on the weight, right? And I was like, oh, see? So sometimes too much is too much, but that doesn't mean we can't work up to it, right? So I didn't just like give up on the entire exercise, right? We just backed off on the weight. So it's about chunking things out. So if you get a really great suggestion, and you've gone through the discernment process, is there some truth in here? Is there something here that has some wisdom I need? Then how can you chunk it out into bite-sized pieces so that it's approachable for you, right? So that you don't set yourself up to feel defeated because that's a motivation killer, right? So the first thing I'm saying is believe more in your future than you do in your past, that's a really great, great quote I've heard somewhere recently. I wish I knew who to credit it. But if you believe more in your future than you do in your past, then when you get presented with some suggestion, then you're thinking about what's possible and not what was, right? Because believing more in your future than your past, that's inspiring. That's hope filling. That's, that's right there some motivation, right? If I believe more in my future than I do in my past, like, man, that makes me hungry for whatever's next. And it gives me that tiny bit of spark that I can take action around to say, okay, I can take a step. So you get a lot of great ideas, a lot of really, really great ideas. I should wash the dishes. I should, P.S. I do not like the word should. I mean, it's a fine word, right? But like when we say should, we set ourselves up to feel bad inside. Just know that I'm saying that word because I know that that's the word that your brain gives to you. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so so when your brain says, I should wash the dishes, I should go for a walk, I should call the therapist. Like that is your inner wisdom love saying to you, hey, I know how to feel better. 
I know what to do next that's going to take this chaotic life and transform it into a path of least resistance towards my goals. But then we get the thought, I should wash the dishes or I should call the therapist. And then immediately our brain offers us like 10 million reasons why not or 10 million reasons that are blocking, (laughs) right? So with the dishes, it's like, I should wash the dishes, but the drying rack is full and so is the dishwasher. And so to even wash one dish, I have to clear the drying rack and or empty the dishwasher and that's, right, like I'm out. But if I get up and go and put one dish away or wash one dish and find a way to balance it oh so epically on the top of all the clean dishes on the drying rack, right, I've already shown up. And once we've shown up, typically we're more likely to follow through. So that's the next thing about motivation. Like don't kill your own motivation by focusing on the reasons why you can't or or by how overwhelming it could be, right? Just show up and wash one dish. And if you're overwhelmed by how many brilliant ideas you've had, make a list, love. And know that when you make a list, and maybe you already make lists, and make you, maybe you make lists about your lists, <laughs> and maybe you still struggle to get motivated. And that's okay too, right? Because right now is a season where stuff's going to fall through the cracks, and it's just a part of the process. But when you show up consistently, eventually that pile gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and your life gets more and more organized to the point where one day you're like, I'm on the top of this MFing mountain. (laughs) And yes, it was quite a climb, right? But we can't get too focused on um, the whole climb. We just have to wash one dish, make a list, wash one dish. And when something falls through the cracks, like, okay, right? Okay. No big deal. Just keep moving. So I want you to believe more in your future than you do in your past. And then I don't want you to expect yourself to lift more than you're able to today. Which reminds me, sometimes there's some underlying stuff that's like straight up blocking your motivation, right? So if you're depressed or you're so anxious, you're paralyzed, then there may be some very real neurobiological issues that you need some support around, right? So let's also, here's your sign, to rule out If you're depressed and you're not properly supported around that, then it's time to ask for help, love, because remember, path of least resistance. And, you know, it's funny the things people say to me, (laughs) like, um, I'm not a a medication person, or I can't talk to a therapist. Like, literally, someone I hold so dear to my heart whom I talk intimately with on a regular basis said to me recently, I can't talk to a therapist. And I like burst out laughing. I'm like, you, you know, you're talking to a therapist, right? (laughs) But sometimes we literally block ourselves from having the support and the solutions we need. And it's because there's some fear in our way, right? So if you notice that you're depressed and you're needing more support, I really want to encourage you 
to get the support. You know, one of the things that I've been working on noticing is being not a control freak, which is new for me. It's been evolving for the last couple of years. But lately, the universe has really been giving me a lot of signs of places where I'm supported. And um, I don't have to do things out of my own strength, will, and might. And I know that that comes from that, you know, overdeveloped sense of responsibility and a really self-reliant, super independent space that I needed to be most of my life. And um, it's, it's interesting to change the habit of leaning into people who really do have my back, right? And, and trusting that if I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by a thing, I can just say like, hey, uh, can you clarify this for me? Or hey, do you have this? You know, even this morning with Colleen on the sixth rep, you know, I don't want to, I'm shaking my head at her and she's like, I've got you, right? So I just let her do the sixth rep for me basically, right? Like, fine, because at least I did the thing. I mostly let her help me, but I still did the action, right? It was such a team effort. And that has been showing up in my life a lot of places lately. And, and I want you to know that it's been a journey for me to move from, I will do all the things and then feel chronically overwhelmed, dysregulated, burnt out, shut down, and, and having bursts of motivation and then crashing, right? To over time, having really sustainable motivation where I now have so many trustworthy people in my life who are such beacons of light that I can consistently ask for help and rely on it. And that is a transformational process. It doesn't go from one to the other overnight. It's been a journey. So I'm loving that you're on that journey. As a part of that journey, I want to remind you, or maybe it's new information for you, that if you head to my website, there's a 21-day guided journaling program called the Post-Divorce Roadmap, where you have journaling prompts I've created for you so you don't have to think of what to write. <laughs> and they're put in order for a reason to help you get from point A to point B with the path of least resistance. And along with that comes mirror messages for you to literally write on your mirror on a post-it note or with your lipstick or whatever your favorite thing to write on a mirror is. <laughs> and a phone screen to put in the background of your phone because there are so many things calling for our attention right? And they're tempting things. And so when we're trying to get motivated and there are all these places that are just sucking our energy from what matters, hey, love, there's this tiny little sliver of your life where I've got you. I'm not saying I'm going to wash the dishes for you, right? I would if we were next door. I totally would. But, but I can give you the words to put on your mirror, I can give you the words, the actual download file to put on the back of your phone, and I can give you the prompts to write about so that you have somebody cheerleading you along the way, you have someone to, somewhere to focus your attention rather than somewhere where your attention gets sucked. I have a message on my mirror right now, and it's because those are the little places that help me refocus, and those little moments of being focused help tap me into potential motivation. Potential motivation, oh my goodness, you have so much of that. <laughs> it's about how can we harness those moments of potential motivation. 
So you're going to believe more in your future than you are in your past. You're not going to lift more than you're able to lift in a day. You're going to work towards putting trustworthy people in your corner that have your back so that you don't have to do so much out of your own strength. But there are people who are not just cheering you, but literally helping lift you when it all feels too heavy. And I'm one of those people. And you have the option of going to mycoachdon.com and just clicking through and getting this super completely free, useful thing to then know what to write on your mirror to help keep you going, right? The path of least resistance, really tapping into the idea that you are on this journey for a reason and therefore all the solutions are going to be put in your path. And that sometimes just listening to these inspirational words is enough to get that spark and that motivation going. And then you just gotta roll with it, right? And yes, there may be some very real neurobiological things in your way, but that's just, okay, then that's the next thing we're gonna get in order. And then it's the next thing, and then it's the next thing, but not too many things at once. I believe with every fiber of my being that source energy, God, me, whatever you want to call the things that are out there that believe in you, right? I believe with every fiber of my being that God wants you to win, that your solutions are out there, that if you are on this path, it is because something amazing is unfolding for you if you just keep running with those great ideas and getting from potential motivation to consistent right action. You know, we asked Joy today, uh, I'm sorry, Joy and I asked Colleen today, uh, what would you tell people who need motivation in the gym? And she, her immediate response was consistency is queen. Show up even when you don't feel like it. And, and that is a really good point, right? Sometimes, ooh, which brings me to another good point. Sometimes we feel like it's too hard. I don't want to. I don't have it. And sometimes that's true, right? Sometimes loving ourselves means resting. But sometimes loving ourselves means showing up even when we don't want to and showing up consistently enough that we can make progress. But if you also have that voice that says, I don't want to and I shouldn't have to because this isn't fair. Ooh, girlfriend, I know you. <laughs> I'm you, I've got that voice. It lives inside of me that it's not fair voice. And that part of me, I just pour so much love on because I know that that part of me that feels so vibrantly that something isn't fair has felt chronically betrayed or let down. And so that is a part of me that needs the most love poured on it. And thankfully it doesn't show up too much in my life anymore. But when that part shows up, just know that that is a wound that needs to be healed. And that part don't let it block you from your glory. So yes, it may be true that some people have let you down and that you needed more support than you had and it was too much for you to do it all. But now this is your time. This is your time to tap into all that is inside of you and to trust that you are being guided down this path and all the answers are available to you and saying, I don't want to, it's not fair, is hurting you. It is making you one of them. 
right? If you say, it's not fair, I shouldn't have to, you have now stepped into the role of abandoning your self-love. And I do not want that for you. So let's find a new message. Like, I don't know if it's fair and I don't want to, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I am being guided to heal this. I am being guided to be stronger than that. I am being guided to blossom into something even more epic than I already am, right? So when you hear that voice, no shaming yourself, just saying like, oh, isn't that interesting? There's that voice that says this isn't fair. <laughs> we don't, like, we need that voice. It's part of you, right? We're not gonna squash it, but we aren't gonna necessarily make it in charge, right? We're gonna say, noted, your opinion is warranted, but it's not the thing that's running the show because I am meant for more because I didn't come this far to just come this far. I am meant for more. And that love is one of the most motivating things that I want you to tap into. You are meant for so much more than this moment. I cannot wait to see what you do next. I love you so much. Talk soon. Peace. Dear Divorce Diary is a podcast by My Coach Dawn. You can find more at mycoachdawn.com.